In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by the Times of London. Today with Laura Cook and Lou Newton. First, we look at an eagerly awaited ruling that could affect who becomes the next US president. The United States Supreme Court says it will decide whether former President Donald Trump can be forced off the ballot over his efforts to overturn his defeat against Biden in the 2020 election. The nine justices have agreed to hear Trump's appeal against a ruling in Colorado which blocked him from the Republican primary race there. The state's Supreme Court decided last month that the former president was disqualified under a clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution and that's because he'd engaged in insurrection by encouraging the riots at the US Capitol three years ago. Now this effectively places America's highest court at the centre of this year's presidential race for the time being. David K. Johnston is an investigative journalist and the author of The Making of Donald Trump. And he says Trump's team are likely to argue that it wasn't an insurrection in the first place. The Supreme Court will hear arguments on February 8th about the Colorado Supreme Court decision upholding the trial court decision that Donald Trump does not qualify to be on the ballot. To be president of the United States, you have to be 35 years old, a natural-born citizen, and resident in the country for 14 years, and you must not have participated in a rebellion or insurrection or, and I think this is crucial, given aid or comfort to an insurrection or rebellion. Let's remember the largest criminal prosecutions in the history of the United States are over January 6th. Uh, There are more than a thousand defendants and there have been prison sentences handed out that are more than 20 years. So certainly uh, I think you'd have a very hard time making the case that there was no insurrection or rebellion because the purpose of this attack was to prevent the peaceful transition of power to the lawfully elected president. Trump claims the ruling in Colorado and the same one that's been announced in Maine are part of an orchestrated campaign by Democrats to rig the 2024 election. Both the Colorado and Maine rulings are on hold whilst Trump's appeal plays out. Now, a third batch of papers relating to the convicted paedophile Jeffrey Epstein have shed yet more light on Prince Andrew's time at Epstein's homes. The newly unsealed papers from an already settled case include a claim from a housekeeper that the prince spent weeks at the billionaire's home in Florida, where he had daily massages. Will Pavia is a US correspondent for The Times and said though former housekeeper Juan Alessi's claims don't suggest any wrongdoing by the prince, it's another huge blow for his reputation. 
Juan Alessi in his deposition remembers the prince having daily massages. I don't think there's any suggestion that he saw the prince doing anything illegal or inappropriate and he doesn't connect it in any way with the allegations made against Epstein about uh, the massages that he was having in the house. But I suppose it's another sort of embarrassment for Prince Andrew. I suppose that the main problem for, for Prince Andrew is really that it just raises this story again, which he had probably hoped to sort of have put away with the settlement that he reached with Virginia Dufresne. And now all of these sort of the same claims essentially are being raised again by the continual release of these court documents. We've had about 120 so far. There's 250 in total. So there'll be more released next week. The deposition was from a defamation case brought against Epstein's ex-girlfriend and friend Ghislaine Maxwell by Virginia Giffray, who said she was trafficked by Epstein as a teenager to rich and famous men, including Andrew. The Duke has denied any wrongdoing and says he doesn't recall meeting Giffray. It's fair to say we're all longing to see any green shoots of recovery to the economy wherever we live. But if you've been following the reports of attacks by Houthi rebels on vessels travelling through the Red Sea, you know they have the capacity to put a hold to any recovery. Earlier this week, we told you how both the UK and the US were ready to step up the protection of those ships by attacking the Iran-backed Yemen-based militant group. Now, we're taking a look at the ripple effect from the Red Sea that could affect global finances. The Sunday Times associate editor is Oliver Shah, and he explains the impact of these attacks. The Times has some numbers pointing out that obviously the Red Sea leads into the Suez Canal, which is a key shipping route, and it's pointing out uh, almost 60% reduction in vessel volumes through the Suez Canal since the first attack by Houthi rebels. Big delays to freight going east to west. That could push up prices, you know, fewer goods arriving on time, higher cost of shipping, and that could sort of keep the pricing pressure there, which central banks have been hoping to crimp down with with interest rates and uh, try and get a hold of inflation. Big names like Maersk, BP, Hapag Lloyd and MSC have all halted or redirected shipments. It's safe to say they're key to keeping global trade flowing, especially through this vital artery. World leaders are keeping a close eye on developments. Now to an invasion in the Great Lakes in North America. What's invading them? Well, we'll get onto that in a moment. But first, to set the scene, we're talking about the likes of Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, Lake Ontario and so on, on or close to the US-Canadian border. These lakes collectively hold one-fifth of the planet's surface freshwater. And they're also home to a vast number of shipwrecks, mainly because this water channel was a cargo hub during the Industrial Revolution and it helped move raw materials like lumber, coal and iron ore. For years, the water in this area has been murky and dense, so divers could barely see their hand in front of their faces. But now, trillions of tiny quagga mussels have taken up residence and they're changing all of that. The Times' correspondent, Jackie Goddard, has written about how these pesky mollusks are creating a clear and present danger to the US shipwrecks. Quaggas thrive in deep water and they can cling to either hard or soft surfaces. So they sink these fibrous little, little tendrils into surfaces. 
The sheer weight of the muscles latched onto the shipwrecks weakens their structures and it causes them to collapse. So it's that and the fact that the muscles produce an acid that is corroding the metal. And the irony here is that these muscles are excellent at filtering water. So while that water was once murky and visibility really poor, it's now largely crystal clear and visibility is perfection. But the scenes that historians are witnessing through those clear waters is one of maritime history being devastated. And historians describe themselves now as being in a race against time to survey and image and document these wrecks before history disappears altogether. Head online to read Jackie's article and you'll see how the race is on for maritime historians and archaeologists to record all of these underwater treasures before they're lost forever. Some sad news in the world of football now. The mastermind of the legendary Brazil 1970 World Cup team has died. Mario Zagallo was the first man to win the World Cup as a player and a manager. The left winger played on the team that won Brazil's first World Cup in 1958 and on the squad that retained the title in 1962. Let's briefly look ahead to tomorrow's episode of The World in 10 and to a city that's becoming the hair transplant capital of the world. You'll have seen celebs like Tom Hanks, John Travolta and Elton John all looking after their locks. But Louise Callahan has been to Istanbul, where it seems it's the place to go. Even footballer Wayne Rooney has rated the city for the treatment. So when you live in Istanbul, as I do, then you see people who've had hair transplants absolutely everywhere. They are like, it's just, it's become sort of the iconic, defining sort of image of the city for me in many sense, in many senses. You know, you sort of think of it as this you know, ancient Ottoman Byzantine capital but for me the kind of the, the really enduring image of Istanbul in 2023-2024 is just these guys with bloodied scalps walking around outside the Hagia Sophia. And that's all we have time for in today's episode. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow.